quick harsh disclaimer number one internet was slightly delayed so if there is any overlaps in audio i do apologize another thing is this new segment is all about conversations between non-believers and believers of christ and so there's going to be a couple of things that's going to be a bit confronting and if you have any questions or want to say anything please dm me another thing is going to be sensitive information or stories of each person that is on this episode so please be aware anyways enjoy the rest of the episode Welcome guys to the Hidden Lounge podcast. We've got a new segment today called Believers and Non-Believers. This is a more of an introduction episode uh, and we might as well get stuck into it, straight into it. Um, so Faith, do you want to start and start introducing yourself and stuff like that? Oh yeah, sure. So I, I'm Faith. Um, I'm 20 years old, living, you know, South East London. Woo. <laughs> Uh, yes I'd say that I'm probably about an agnostic now that's my sort of stage of where where I like believe in God and my journey because I somewhat think there might be possibly but I'm also sitting on that fence because I also don't really believe in it or believe in him and um where I've sort of been is that when I was younger I used to go to church every Saturday and I, or sorry, Sunday, and I would be doing um, school on, well, church school um, on Saturday. And I used to also go to brownies and guides and rainbows from the age of four up to, which I stopped around 13. And um, yeah, I was. I got into it and from my parents, my mum was definitely, she's still a firm Christian believer. She doesn't attend church, but she still believes that there is a God and there is, um, but I'm, I would say that I've been conflicted about whether I believe in him or believe in like, yeah, it's just things because I look at a more, I don't want it to come across rude, but I say more logical in the sense there's more facts to back up science than there is um, people's experiences of like, because where, where, where I get a little bit lost at is that with, it's, it's people have a relationship with someone that can't communicate to you and doesn't really guide you yet I know that I get that he's a voice and that he will listen to you and that there will be somewhere afterwards but I sort of look at this is your one life and you want to obviously make the best of it and the most of it and you want to be a good person and that's why I do think it's nice that people have you know these good morals but then I also yeah and I go back to having a really big science base where do I believe that we all started from Adam and Eve? No. Do I believe that we start from 
organize, organisms and um, so with the Big Bang, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't want it to come across like really harsh. But yeah, I I do think that there is more evidence to prove science over God. Mm. I'm really sorry. That was that was really like heavy, wasn't it? I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, we got to come with it. You kind of come with it. So you said that you're agnostic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the things that you've kind of mentioned is straying away from believing in a God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I would say that by saying I'm agnostic, I am still like, because I'm conflicted, because when I was younger, I've always been brought up with the whole Christianity, the whole, um, you know, sitting every single Sunday for like three hours a day just uh, listening to like parts of the Bible and yeah I it's tough and I feel like that there's a part of me that wants to believe there is somewhere that we could go and that's and then, yeah um but I, I the thing is I don't want people to feel like my opinion should change them at all. Like I would, I love that people want to believe that there is something like I, like some parts of me, I get scared not knowing that thinking that we will just be dead in the ground and that's it. And that there will be no, he no heaven, no nothing. We'll just, when we die, we die. That actually scares me. So I, that's why I sometimes think about in a way, believing in God is like, you think that you know there's a safe ha haven for where you can go afterwards that you're always reassured that there is there's going to be that nice better place for everyone mm -hmm. and I think it's a reassurance then because like a comfort so that's why quite a lot of older people especially elderly they start they get Chris they get baptized or they get christened and they have this whole big journey ready to go to see god Mm. Yeah, uh, I think that's, a, that's the case for a lot of people. Actually, I think mm. it's comfort. So, um, is there any? Have you seen other religions? Is there any other sort of god deity that you're more inclined to believe in? Then, what what would you say is like the top of your list for for a believable god? Um, it's a tough one. Like I always looked at, you know, um, I think it's like uh, Hinduism. You mm. know, uh, with the whole reincarnation. Because there has been stories and I've seen lots of cases where these children come back and they actually they remember their old previous life. Mm. And so there's parts of me where I think, yeah, if you're good, you will go on and you become like a god or you become um, a really nice spirit or you become even a human again. And if you do bad in this world you start from the bottom of the food chain and I think that's a really nice way and clever way to think about it that you know we don't our minds go somewhere we don't like our soul and our spirit goes somewhere and it doesn't just disappear yeah I'm, I'm almost seeing a trend of wanting a reward mm. for your efforts in life yeah um, and well for me personally it's just I would, if I have a religion, if I really wanted a religion, it would be more of a comfort 
then yeah, an influence. Yeah, then an influence in my life. Mm-hmm. I've, I think that's actually one of the main things of a religion. It's not just about being in the community and a guidelines of how you should live your life. I do think it's it is about also having comfort and mm. something outside of what life or anything else in life can provide you with, and that would be insurance in after after death. And it's also, I reckon it's more, it's about a community as well. And that's what's really nice is um, when you're in a community of being like Christians, you can you have something in common you can talk about, you can collaborate, collaborate, collaborate with, and you really can, like, see, like, the benefits of, like, doing good. Mm. And that's what I... I think quite a lot of Christians as well, they like to see the reward. That's why, but then I don't also think that. I think it's, yeah, I do think it's more of a comfort. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Mm. Okay. You said that you're conflicted with, like, what the Bible says and what um, science says. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing you prefer mm. to um, believe in something that has been you know, tested, researched, and, you know, you physically have it in hand, like, instead of it being more spiritual, you want to see it physical. Yeah, um, obviously, for me personally, it's like, with anything, if you think about it, like, if you're getting an injection, you want to know who is her, or, you know, you want to know what you're getting is right, it's, all the facts are there, because that's what you see and you go yeah I like that or I don't like that and that's what sometimes is quite scary about having a religion is because you know you don't know the facts you and it gets conflicted to the point where science is proving that this is not possible yet we still have this and I don't and that's what sometimes I get a little bit lost and that's why it's probably got a bit disheartening but again you know I still want to I don't want to feel like I'm shutting myself off because then I feel like I'm doing really bad or you know there's bad repercussions to thinking this way and that's why sometimes Mm -hmm. I keep that door open and I want to still have that journey with God if there is a God Mm -hmm. so that's why I try not to slander people having a religion because I think it's a good thing as it's a comfort mm. so do you like do you call yourself an agnostic because you want to believe that there's a god or- yeah I do I want to but I would probably say by what I'm saying I'm probably more of an atheist but I want to believe mm-hmm. that there is something mm. Mm. And I'm guessing that once you do get that proof, you know, you, you're open to um, opening your heart to that. Exactly. You know, there being a God. Right. Well, uh, mm. Look out for them dreams, you know. You might get some messenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, it's, it's all just, it's very, I find that some of the things, like especially like the Old Testament, is that it feels like it's written by a man. It feels very um subjective and that's what sometimes I because that's what you sort of back in that sort of time the BC time is yeah 
it was very negative it it wasn't very positive or things that happened and then you it sort of questions if there if there was a god would there not be more proof by now would there not be more proof of what's been happening or i would expect there to be more evidence especially as it's gone on for this long time yeah okay okay i, I totally get you okay then so <clears throat> let me yeah. ask this question um as well if um for example there wasn't any of the because i i know I, I know what you're getting at because obviously yes most of the bible has been written by men um and obviously, mm-hmm. uh, in them days, it was very patriarchy. And to be honest, even now, it's still patriarchy. Um, having that patriarchy kind of society, it's more men over women kind of thing. And we're still going through that even in some cultures and some religions and some um, traditions. Um, but le- let me tell you this, yeah. A lot of the things that have been written are meant to be inspired, yeah. They're meant to be inspired by... Um, yeah. the Holy Spirit. Now, obviously, you know, the, the Bible is almost like a journey kind of thing. It's a, a journey through um, from the, the, the beginning to the beginning all the way until kind of like Jesus. It's almost like a, a story to um, show that all these negative things are happening and nobody is perfect because each person mm-hmm. that you, you know, that you come across in the Bible has done something bad. Do you know what I mean? Or they've done something or there was a mistake or some type or something like that. I mean, give an example of King David. I'm pretty sure you know King David. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, he 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 got someone's wife, sorry, he got someone's husband killed. And uh, because of the fact that they had an adulterous, you know, affair or whatever. And um, um, or oh, fornication or some sort or something like that. And then, um, um, yeah. And that's just an example. Um, and so almost like that kind of journey to show that, hey, you know, we've got this whole saviour that's kind of um, going to protect everybody, that's going to save people from, you know, what's holding them back in a way. Um, so I totally I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. And, um, um, you know, with religions and stuff, there's always been so much conflict as there is many religions and many wars are caused by religion and yeah and it's all those mixed messages that people are getting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what is yeah i was even um i was on my way uh, to work and i was in the uber in it thank you uber driver um and he was talking about how um you know i don't know how the topic of religion and christianity came up but we we're just talking and um, you know, he told he was he was talking about how there were some wars in Turkey. No, it was sorry, there were some civil wars going on in um he did mention Turkey, but um in um India. And so those that are in Pakistan are it was it was a a, a country that was made because of uh, wars between Hindus and Muslims and um, Christians and Muslims and it was almost like hey yo we're going to give you 40, 48 days yeah mm. 48 sorry 48 days 48 hours to vamoose we're going to keep hold the the walls or any fighting uh we're going to uh, we need you to get out and get to this side of the country and we're going to segregate you and we're going to call that area Pakistan and so people for 
uh, were running and racing themselves in that way because they didn't want to get killed because they said if you're around, they're going to kill you if you're Muslim. And so, yes, there are, uh, what's it called? They are th that kind of, um, um, a lot of wars are based on um, uh, religions. I think most wars are because of religion. I mean, look at the recent wars that we have now. We have um, the Israel wars that are going on. Or mm -hmm. am I getting that wrong? You know, that's based on religion. Um, I'm, I think that Sudan, I'm not sure about that one, but I think that one is, I think it's more military and stuff, but I know that there's some type of religion in that. Um, look at China and the way, and Russia and US, there is a little bit of that religion aspect. And I feel like it's because everybody wants their religion to be on top. Everybody wants to be like, yeah, our religion is better. You know what I mean? You know, our religion is, is better than all of you. And so we're going to What's to say that theirs is not uh, correct? What's to say that Christianity is the one that's wrong? What is their proof? That's that's why I'm getting to the fact that there is no proof. There mm. has not been facts. And that's why I believe in science. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, you said something about one life, yeah? You said that we should kind of just live our life and just kind of... Um, get with the flow with it kind of thing, and and just and and obviously what you fear is that once you yeah um, once you die, there's nothing else, and it's almost like you feel like religion and Christianity is more of a comfort thing that you know you kind of base you you're almost in the religion you're in Christianity to um, to be a good person and to know that there is something a reward for you after you die kind of thing. Could you want to elaborate on that and explain why you think that is the case? Yeah. Well, I when I because I've actually had really loads of experiences working with the elderly, and most of them, what I've heard from, especially one of my old ladies, she didn't have a great life, and she joined the nunnery after her two children, and that was quite a bizarre thing because usually when you join the nunnery you're like a virgin you don't have family you don't have a husband or anything like that and she was talking about her journey and that actually the reason why she went into that is because she wanted to find have a family have a purpose and to live happy and to finally when she does move on from this world that she actually goes somewhere better and that's something that mm -hmm. both conflicts me because I overthink that she's not putting 100% into this life because she's banking on that there's another life to go to and also sometimes I think of it in a nice way that yeah she's doing this because she has found love and has found um, peace and and happiness within a religion and that's what sometimes I believe that that is nice because at the end of the day when most of these elderly people and when hopefully we all live till we're older as well is that we will find peace and I think having a religion will help you find that peace and help you to not feel alone at your last stages of life Mm. Mm. Yeah, so it's a very big uh, comfort mechanism. Yeah, 
Uh, and I, I, I won't lie to you. There's obviously many people that use Christianity or other religions as a comfort um, mechanism. I mean, when I'm pretty sure, yeah, that because obviously um, to establish yourself with relationship with Christ, it's also to uh, baptize yourself um, in immersion and also in the spirit. Um, and also that means to be born again. And so those that are born in the religion uh, of Christianity, um, it's, it's almost that, you know, because obviously you don't, you still don't have that concept of um, what's it called, um, of the of the whole aspect of Christianity. And so when, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you first start off, when I obviously I'm born in church. Um, so when I started off, I, I, I wasn't really getting it, but I took it as a way of um, helping me with good morals. Yes. It gave me a stance to a structure of how I should live my life. You know, don't do this, don't do that, do this, do this. Um, and um, though most of it didn't really register in my character or behavior, um, because then I wasn't really, I wasn't really that connected to Christianity like that um, um, compared to how I am now. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's almost that there are a lot of people that use. Uh, Christianity as that kind of base. Do you not think that you have been um, sort of brainwashed? Because your family is from a religious background, you have been coerced into believing that there is something, and that's and you've obviously at a young age been drilled into the fact that there is something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you not think having that family tie with God is the reason why you have a journey with God? I think it has it has helped, yes. However, at, um, what's it called? You can be you can be live in a Christian household and yet um, have no connection with the religion that your whole family is in. Um, it's 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 a I don't know how to explain it, but every um, every you're you're almost on your own. I don't know how to explain that, but it's like you're on your own spiritual journey, and so you can't take a whole family with you. I mean. If I if I have a couple of children and one of them don't want to be in Christianity, they want to be in Islam. Number one, I can't force you, um, but obviously train the way uh, train a child the way they should go so that they won't. But would you not make that that hard for the child? N- how will I make it hard for the child? Elaborate. Well, you. Why would you not think that because they're not a believer of God that they're not going to be able to get into, um, not be able to have like that connection with god or go somewhere that way you guys go mm-hmm. would you do you not think that their spirit will be damaged or they're not yeah that, that depends on how devoted you are yeah. to christians there are definitely there's families out there what that are will definitely have family and they'll disown you because you are not being religious it yeah. yeah well there are there's cases of that being ha- happening mm-hmm. but it, it depends on the degrees of your your, uh, yeah your devotion uh, and belief. yeah and how your relationship is i mean um to to double back slightly if my if a child if a child my child says they don't want to be christianity i'm not going to make it hard for that person uh for that child for my child you know because number one that's not in my nature and it shouldn't be in anyone who is a christian or any religion to make it hard for that individual it's meant to be an um an individual journey. Every person is meant to go on their own journey 
Um, and so if someone is forcing you, then you're not going to have that same devotion. In fact, you're going to feel hatred. And that's the last thing you want um, to do, uh, you know, bring hatred and cause mm. that kind of, you know, forcing that, you know, you don't want to really do that. So um, you said something, you said a question and it's off my head, you know, before you asked this question, uh, which I was trying to reply and it's gone. Do you want to remind me of the question? Um, I can't really remember, but I think um, get we should get to start getting to know everyone else in the chat. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Anyone else want to have like a say? <laughs> yeah, sorry guys if I'm coming off really harsh. <laughs> I mean, that's what you want though. You, you can't mince yeah. your beliefs. You have to be no. honest. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you have to be. You have to be true to yourself. Like you, you can't now come and you know tell people that yeah I believe, but really and truly you're not. You know you have to. You know there's going to be a lot of people What's having the same. You know that's why I like when you said that you're agnostic. Yeah, last week I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, you said you're agnostic. I was like, oh, <laughs> where did I hear it? Even I asked Joshua like, where? I'll be honest though, Faith. I find yeah. it I find it ironic that you're. Your very name, you know, faith, and and it's uh, not the strongest of faiths to religion. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just <laughs> it's just a bit of a you know juxtaposition. And I just look at all my sisters' names. You got Faith, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> my name is called Mary. Do you think your parents were influenced by religion when they named you guys? That, or was it just mm, you know? Mum. I found it's... out the other day. Yeah. Um, I was originally going to be called Morgan. Oh, really? <laughs> Whereas uh, my mum, who wants to call me Joshua. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Morgan, you know. That's, I don't think Morgan suits me, I'll be honest. All right. So, um, Yvette, do you want to stay your story, uh, your journey of why or why not you're in Christ or why you believe in God? Okay. So, um, I don't think I have a proper, like, miracle type of story like this is what happened and bam I believe now but um a little background is I grew up in a, like a Christian bubble I like to say because I went to classic school and then literally different types of churches on a Sunday depending on who like which adult was taking me to church basically mm. and um I think from a very young age I kind of saw God as everybody's boss because everyone kind of obeyed him and he was like that judge that gave up punishment if he stepped out of line. Everything was very strict for me. So like in school, Monday to Friday, I'm praying like the rosary. And then on Sunday, we'd go to like a Pentecostal church. I'm jumping around like doing praise and worship. So I kind of had like a mismatched um, view of God and I was very like outside of it, very apathetic towards it. I didn't have a relationship with God the way people would have, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really know or understand who God is, like, outside of, like, the strict judge, should I say. But I feel like um, it progressed. And then, I don't know, it's not just a thing that happened. I think it's a combination of different things that happened along the way that has made me, like, come to a relationship with God. Like, I've actually started to... I started to actually know God the person and not just like this religious judge or this religious thing that you hear about. Because at, at one point, God was like a rumor. You hear about this person, but you don't really know them for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And so 
yeah, different things have had happened. And then it came to a point where, you know, I literally considered myself a Christian and considered myself a follower of Christ. But I wouldn't say it hasn't, it has been easy because I have a logical mind as well. Like I do science. I like to question things a lot. But surprisingly, I always find myself surprised by this, that my logic is always seeking to understand God. But there's a side of me as well that's spiritual that also knows like my limit in the sense of how, like, how much I can know comfortably. So for me, I don't know, being a believer right now is literally all that I know. I don't think I can ever not be one, but mm. I can't say like this, this, this and that happened and this has caused me, you know, it was this very moment that I became a Christian, if that makes any sense. But mm. yeah. All right. Um, uh, Faith asked this question to me. So I'm going to ask you this question. Um, do you think that growing up in the church maybe brainwashed you? Like you felt brainwashed or something or, you know. That's such a strong word. You mean like indoctrinated, not <laughs> indoctrinated. <laughs> it sounds even stronger. It sounds cultish-like. But, um, cultish. <laughs> uh, influence. Uh, no, no, it's chapter chairs. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say this, if you grew up in church, I feel like you're more likely to not end up being a Christian. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you grew up with people going to church and taking you to church. Because what happens is, I've noticed, is you do religion and you don't even know why you're going to church. You don't even know why you're reading the Bible. You don't know why you're doing any of those things. Mm. Just because your mom does it and your dad does it. That's the trap that a lot of children that grew up in church do. So what you find as well is that people that grew up in church, like they get to like uni and they're the like the party animals. They're the, yeah, the it's cheater. Aren't you like the pastor's child type of thing? Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've always been inquisitive. I remember in school, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember in school, it was Catholic school and everything. And this girl basically just, I don't know what happened, we were talking about. And she was like, this is primary school. And she was like, oh, by the way, like, God is jealous. And we all looked at her like she's just said the most blasphemous thing ever. And she, we were like, how could you say that? God is not jealous. God mm-hmm. cannot be jealous. And she was like, no, it's in the Bible. Like, you know, when they know something, they just want to one-up you. And mm-hmm. we literally went home, read the Bible, and I really saw with my eyes in the Bible, it says, God is jealous. And I was like, wait. <laughs> How can he read this that thing? And from that moment, like even probably before, I've always questioned things. Why am I doing this? Why am I going to church? Why am I doing all of that? If anything, I think the influence will drive you away because you see people living a double life. Yeah. People that claim to be Christian, but then they're mm. not really acting Christian-like or the way they say Christians should act like. So for me, it's more of a testament that I've grown up in church and I'm still in it. Mm-hmm. it's true <laughs> I've seen it happen the other way around more often than not but okay. yeah mm. okay. so uh, when you said earlier that you know your logical mindset and you know yeah. you, you almost like you sort of gravitate towards trying to your logic tries to gravitate towards religion or to help explain religion is can you sort of expand on that a little bit is it because you want to feel the comfort of God and religion that you try to uh, find reason behind it through logic or do you just do it out of curiosity or mm. I think I started off let's say my personal Christian, Christian journey 
being very logical. Like I wanted to examine everything. I wanted to know, like, if God said this in this chapter, why did he say that then? Like I wanted to mm. assess and because that's how I like I've grown up. That's the science in me, if that makes sense. You want to evaluate, like look at all the evidence and try and like deduce something from that. And so I'm always trying to, but then I don't know, it, it got to a point or I, I would say it was more so that interest to find out like facts or find out evidence got to a point where I'm finding out more about God as a person rather than trying to find foothold in his story, if that makes sense. So it's weird because I'm finding the balance between, okay, does this really make sense? And okay, this is the limit to how much I can understand. It's it's like a, it's a fine line, but for some reason it makes sense to me. Mm. (laughs) I'll get to a point where my logic ends and I literally have to take a step of faith and that step of faith as illogical as it seems makes sense to me <laughs> that's yeah. why I'm surprised that's why I really feel like at that point that faith part as much as I'm putting in the effort to have faith it's very I don't know like it's very I feel like it's coming from God taking mm. that step because it's a gap where on the outside it doesn't make sense like why would you step onto that that other side of the plane and think um I don't know when the evidence doesn't line up or when you need more to fill up the gap, if that makes sense. But that gap yeah, is yeah. filled up with faith. And it's like, wait, but that makes sense to me. So. Mm. It's a weird one. See, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's, that's something, because this is what I was sort of challenged, right? Is my, one of the things I, I don't like about religion is actually faith. And my reason for that is mm. because if you sort of think of it like, your beliefs and or arguments, whatnot, uh, as like a structure, yeah. like a building, right? Um, it's, it's there's only so far faith should go, I think, rightfully. You know, if, if you're going to be, say, as an example, let's say you're with a partner, of course, you're going to have that faith and that trust and loyalty that they're never going to sort of cheat on you and stuff like that. And that's reasonable because you don't know what exactly is always going on in their minds and whatnot. But you've got a lot um, of things to back it. Like you've got their actions or loyalty, you've got their behaviors, so you can trust them. And faith only goes a small mile. But like when it comes to religion in the modern century, right, not, not necessarily back in um, to testaments and whatever, because there was all of these miracles right. happening, but in a modern century where things are less explained and miracles seem to happen on a lot less frequent basis, so much of it is now on faith that you have to just take their word for it, essentially. And I, I personally have an issue with that because you're putting so much of how you live your life and all these guidelines, all these dictations based now only on faith, mm. essentially. Mm. I think for that faith has to come from a personal um it has to make sense to you because you have gone through what you've gone through. If I don't mm. know if that would ever make sense. Yeah, like a but personal journey. Like, like, like you said, you're going off of someone's um, actions and what they've done in the past. And for me, that's what I'm going off of, what God's done for me in the past. And then the quest- next question would be like, oh, can you give an example of what God's done for you in the past <laughs> to make you have that kind of faith? And it's like, um, different situations have happened where I've literally thought there's no way I could explain how this has come about without thinking it's a miracle. I literally just sit down and I think of li- being here, just being here, <laughs> and 
like just going down to like, the basics of reproduction and how like how much of a yeah. miracle is to even like for life to form in someone's like womb like all of that and I just think okay I just have to base that on faith and then there's situations where I've literally needed something to happen where I cannot physically make something happen and God has come through or something has come through and I have now attributed that to God and then that mm. has literally built another layer of oh that's an experience that's what I'm going off of so for me like you said you have to see the person's actions and that has what literally built up my faith yeah so have you actually lost like your faith in God like, have you got to a point where you had lost your faith in God or you had questioned it? And how did you come back to finding it again? Or Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I'll definitely be transparent. Like, I have definitely. I think, I don't know if I've lost. I've never not believed in God. That's one thing I've noticed. I've never not believed there's no God. But I've been in positions where I didn't like God. Like, <laughs> do that talk to me? <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you. Transparency. Because, um, just being totally transparent, I literally, in university, probably all my life, I've never failed an exam, ever. Like, ever. <laughs> and there was just like Must one... Nice. Um, I know. <laughs> there was just one uh, OSCE, let's call it that, yeah, it was an OSCE, where all you needed was to pass. There wasn't even like a first class, second class, anything. You just needed to pass it. And that was my final year. And I didn't pass. And listen, I prayed. <laughs> I prayed like code red prayers. <laughs> and God used the answers code red prayers. But I prayed <laughs> for a while. And I didn't pass it. And then there was this whole thing where everyone was appealing their grades because it was so bad. Like what happened was just so... Um, was so terrible but basically a lot of people appealed their grades and then when the appeal came a lot of my friends basically everyone all my friends passed and I was the only one that didn't pass and this was a point where I've never failed anything in my life this was my final year and what that meant was that my my placement that I had to start in a couple of months got pushed back even further there's loads of things just got pushed back and it was like that's not the plan we made God <laughs> like me and you mm. sat down to go through this <laughs> and we didn't make this plan and I literally cried tears. I would have cried blood if I could. <laughs> and God didn't come through. And so that moment was like for like three months. I was literally annoyed with God. I didn't like God. I just thought, like, what, what is up? <laughs> Why didn't you do this? Mm. But <laughs> this will sound very Christianese. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but I have to. <laughs> I have to. Um, what I learned. From that is that God does things for his glory and you have to come to a point where even if his glory doesn't look like something that benefits you, as long as his glory comes through, it's a bigger purpose for me than anything else. And truly, I look back now and I realize that that, that, that failure, I didn't need to go through. Honestly, I would have learned it whatever lesson he was trying to teach me, I would have learned it without the failure. But <laughs> it really brought me to a place where I can trust God through anything. And it's now laid on another foundation of experience, kind of like what Joshua said, like this person's character showed you this and they've done this, this action. So that has laid another foundation for me that makes my faith even stronger 
even though I'm coming from a point of I really don't like you, God. I literally worked with God. There was times where I'd go back to him because honestly, at that point, I knew he I knew he existed. So I had to talk to him at one point and we had to work through our issues. And trust me, I read the Bible and I saw that it wasn't just me suffering in this world. So long story short, Christianese, <laughs> everything works out for his glory and you mm. just have to trust that. You yeah. just have to trust it. Mm. Mm. You think now, like you, during the time of COVID, your faith has gone like increased or decreased? Oh, it's definitely increased because I've just I think coming off of that whole experience as well, it just made me realize that I am subservient to His glory. Like I'm, my life will be the best it can be if it's under submission to Him because. If I tried and I like tried to make things happen for myself, I would literally feel very disappointed because there's things I wanted to do in 2020, like leave this country. <laughs> I was waiting to fly out and I couldn't and I can't. But at the same time, I look back at all the things that God has done for me. Like I got my first job just before the pandemic hit. During the pandemic, I got a pay rise. Woo. I've literally kept my it's just weird things that have happened that I'm just like you know what God you have come through for me at this point and honestly I feel like everything just happens for a reason and you have to believe it that's the whole faith part because without that secret ingredient it's just it's just gonna be doom and gloom from here mm-hmm. <laughs> it's either that for me doom and gloom or believe that something that is happening mm-hmm. right so right. it's a very positive outlook though oh yeah definitely definitely i envy it <laughs> does anyone have any questions more for yvette um no i think you may just your stance pretty clear and you've explained yeah. your sort of your your rationalizing around it so mm-hmm. all right it's, it's on to you joshua what's your story okay hello guys <laughs> i'm joshua 21 recently recently um and Happy birthday, Blade. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's still my birthday month. Best time, best time. I'm a, yeah, I, I did a small course of psychology at uni, dropped out, now transitioned to an apprenticeship for computing, just a little bit of, like, a bit of context. Um, and I'm somewhere in between a Christian and agnostic. So I, I, I believe still in Christianity predominantly. I still believe in God, but I've very much broken my faith with him and any relationship with anything uh religious um and, and a lot of that is just to do with again it, it's, it's as i sort of said earlier about you you have personal experiences what uh dictate what level of faith you have or how far your faith goes i might wear that a bit differently but uh, you know so i meant but um and it's and and I, I agree with that more or less it is about that because i i don't know how to sort of work down so yeah i definitely believe that he's out there but i'm not sure if i if he's deserving of my worship or commitment and that also sounds harsh but uh that's how i feel in all honesty um because if you think of it like a, and again you wouldn't really want to do this but just for like a context wise if you were to momentarily sort of imagine god as a human right like as a friend um if you've got a friend who promises mm-hmm. essentially that they're always going to be there for you and don't worry things will always work out in the end and then when those times of hardship come and they don't have your back 
you wouldn't necessarily be friends with that person anymore, or maybe you just wouldn't, you know, want to talk to them, right? And it's very much that relationship I have with God, um, because I haven't had that sort of uh, epiphany or perspective that everything He does is in His glory, and I'm going to come out better for it later on. Because every time I try to come up better for it, through my own means and through my faith with God, I come out worse. And this hasn't been a one-time thing. This has been recurrent through many years now. So it was around 2016 I decided to break my relationship with God. And it was then, like mid-2017, I fully was not committed anymore. Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm like an atheist. I don't believe in God. I still actually go to church semi-periodically, but that's mainly because I believe in Christianity values and the teachings um, because I've also been brought up in a Christian family. Uh, but it's a nice thing. The community itself, you've got a loving, endearing community, hopefully, which wants to support you and you've got people you can talk to. And that's, that in itself is a good thing. And I like that. Um, but when it comes to all of the, you know, when I actually start doing like, oh, Eucharist, or if they've got a, a moment of prayer and worship sort of thing, I'm not going to participate in that specifically because it doesn't, it doesn't feel um, beneficial. And that almost might sound selfish, like, oh yeah, you're only forming a relationship with Christ or God because you want to reap benefits or stuff like that. It, it isn't, you know, it isn't like that sort of thing. It's, it's more about that sort of concept that friendships and relationships are give and take you know, a lot of people will say that with many things. And I don't feel like I've, for the, the amount of time that I've devoted, uh, and putting it in practical means, you know, let's say you spend an hour praying, which you obviously maybe not want to do that long, obviously, but let's say you spend an hour praying. That's an hour you could have been improving your skills somewhere else or, you know, learning something in class, etc. So for the, the effort I've put in, I don't feel like I've gained enough out of it. Um, and it just got, it just left me hurt basically very hurt so i decided to not renew my membership with that club <laughs> hello well <laughs> i got a membership yeah that's that's oh and, and to also just throw that quote out there again i've said this like five times now uh yeah. in in different conversations but marcus aurelius there was a roman emperor who was uh, agnostic and he said the quote uh, I might as well just say the fourth thing, but it's long. It's live a good life. If there are gods and they are just, then they will not care how devout you have been, but will welcome you based on the virtues you have lived by. If there are gods but unjust, then you should not want to worship them. If there are no gods, then you will be gone, but will have lived a noble life that will live on in the memories of your loved ones. And I really love this quote. It's just, that's how I feel. It's like, if I live a, a good, righteous life, or at least a life befitting to help others, then you know, if, if he's just, I will be rewarded. If, if God is just, I'll be rewarded. But uh, if he, uh, if God decided not to, or the Holy Spirit, whoever decides not to reward me or do something positive based on the help and devotion I've done to others, then I wouldn't want to worship the person anyway. Um, it's the same as like, yeah, it's just, you wouldn't hang out with people who would be toxic or not beneficial to your work life, right? Or to your home life you wouldn't want to be with an abusive person or whatnot it's about that sort of concept of um being around people who are favorable and who are going to be enabling you and making things better and then the last point about the quote where it said uh if there are no gods then you'll be gone but we'll have lived a noble life that will live on in the memories of your loved ones i think that's super important because christianity for me or all religions you know it's a journey and guideline to live your life so that you are better set up for the end of your life 
And so I think it's a point people don't focus on enough that life has to be enjoyable as well. It isn't about a test and it isn't about limiting yourself um, to certain teachings entirely so that you will have a very strict, maybe unsatisfactory life. You know, I want life to be as enjoyable as I can make it for me and the people around me. Um, so, it's, you know, and if there's any anything I would interfere with that, then I wouldn't agree. And they want to come for more questions. <laughs> So would you say, Joshua, that it's more so your disappointment in God that drove the wedge between you and him? Because I feel like just listening to your story, you're not just... Because what some people go through is they're hurt by what Christians do to them and how Christians behave. But yours is Mm. more so what God hasn't done for you, if that makes sense. Like the disappointment Mm. with him rather than just the church. Yeah, it's... there is encounters of both, but it is it, what started it most definitely was uh, God Himself. Uh, it's it's it is a tough one. I mean, it, it is also yeah, as you were saying then about the about community and stuff. There are, there are communities where I like that. I've I've had in the past uh, four or five years some people saying undesirable things. Um, people aren't always sort of sympathetic when they believe in God's plan they can chalk down some tragedies as it being, you know, you can't see the bigger picture. And that's by no means comforting or even sympathetic to a person's uh, circumstances. I've even had people who said like, uh, cause like I said, when I, my life's like going down here about 2015, just being transparent, but um, it's a, uh, it's, we do like transparency, man it is a window. <laughs> so um, it's, it's like, like I said, my, my faith was starting to break in 2016. I've, I've, had, I've had people speak to me and say, well, don't you think your life hasn't been getting better or you know, it's been getting worse because that's when you broke your faith. And that's, that's the cause of it. Since yeah. you broke your faith, God is now uh, not supporting you entirely. And that's why things are continuing to be bad. And it's almost just like, wow. You, you just, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. no, you can't chalk it down to that because yeah. even... Yeah. It's it's yeah no I don't know. Do you think it's um Christians or atheists or like people of other religions like what specific religion religions or people um um come to you with that kind of attitude of oh it's gonna get it's um don't you think it's worse because of the fact that you mm. well transparency I can't I can't exactly answer that to how you want because I'll be honest I don't have a big enough social circle with all those religions involved right I don't have many friends who who are into like Islam and stuff so I can't you know I haven't had interactions to say otherwise Mm. um what I can say is is that since I've obviously been around Christians the most I've seen you know all the forms of Christianity there's there's people who are very um almost in, you know, cynical with Christianity, they still believe that there's some very severe punishments. They won't even speak to you if you associate yourself as an atheist. Um, there's those sort of people. Yeah, there. And, still, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and and, onto that, and to, to follow on from that point, again, since I see religions as a sort of, like guidelines to live your life and principles, I have sort of dallied in different ones, but not like, you know, believing in anything. So for example, I, I still... Some of like Buddhism's teachings are great. Um, and you've also got separate works like the Kabbalah what talk about mindfulness. And those practical practices you can you can implement into, into your life are very helpful. Um, and, I, and I've sort of found that a lot with 
other people is is that it's it is again about the degrees of faith that you have if you've got someone who's almost like a zealot and i am when i say zealot i define it as someone who's trying to force your religion on you when you get those people they're quite someone that can be extremist (laughs) that's not Um, have i forced it down your neck uh, you grabbed me by the collar a few times you know he's lying yo he's lying trying trying to trying to give me that preaching no, faith, faith, <laughs> faith. You don't believe it. <laughs> the good days in McDonald's wow. in college. Yeah, yo, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Lie, but continue. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> how oh, yeah. was your relationship like before you broke away? In a sense, like, how did you, like, how did you and God relate? It was challenging and and my relationship was predominantly already a coping mechanism for me and comfort and support, you know, and, and that's then the two reasons for that is one, I'm again, logical. So this is a trending theme here in this call. Everyone's logical. Loved it. But, uh, um, I was very pathological with my logical thinking, you know, I couldn't control that behavior as a kid. I was that person. It's like, it's like, ah, oh, I don't know how to explain it. If I couldn't speak to anyone without having to try and see the circumstances as to why they're saying this or why they're doing this, like everything had to make sense entirely. Um, yeah. it's the same as like I didn't, I couldn't even appeal to emotion. If you were wearing some dead ass, you know, like clothes, I let you <laughs> know. I would let you know. I was like, yo, that, it, I was very blunt and honest and all those different things. So I had to have things explained. And bless you, remember. So you know like if you if you're related to like faith science it's a great comfort to know that i could put in a certain chemical into fire and know that the fire goes blue i can you know always get that result every time i do it because that's just logic whereas things in the bible are very dependent on faith so you know my logical brain very much conflicted with trying to get the results of what christianity always showed in like its bible and stuff like that so i struggle with that and a second reason why i struggled is because i use it as a as a like i said a comfort mechanism if if, if you are going through a certain times so like you said about failing your exam that's when you sort of consulted with god about how this isn't how it's meant to be right um yeah. i've i've always been consulting with god because again transparency i've uh, i've had conditions since i was born and they're progressive I mean they get worse each passing year so with these disabilities in mind my life has never been uh, quite the same as just a classmate didn't have a progressive dis- disability. So. I've got a question. So, with because uh, Joshua, you're on the spectrum disorder. Um, mm-hmm. Do you find that that has impacted your logical understanding of um, God and the belief you have for it? Mm, that's an amazing question. That's a great question. Yeah, yeah. and to clarify to the viewers, in case they didn't quite understand when she says spectrum she means autism uh, asd just and uh yeah so it's yeah that that is why i'm pathological i mean i was that kid who did not understand emotions you know i could sort of cry when i'm happy and, and laugh when i'm sad i didn't understand it back then because i was entirely logical and emotions were completely foreign to me mm-hmm. um not that i didn't have them i just didn't understand them of course but it's it's uh that is why because but then it did give me a sort of a, a unique hindsight because then I didn't quite digest the teachings of, say, the Bible because I was looking at it very ana- analytically, like how did the story twist this way or how did this outcome happen? So, yeah, it affected me in the, in the sense that I, I struggled a lot to 
yeah because well yeah things are logical right if if i'm gonna see a burning bush yeah in, in a story i want to see a burning bush in real life i want to see a talking bush outside my garden uh, and that's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it is it's, it's really understand it yeah. wow. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't no physical proof there still isn't being any physical proof yeah. i think you know you still see medical stories out how is this person alive or well, this person miraculously wakes up from a grave injury and those can be considered miracles in medical terms because some doctors didn't think it's possible but you know that's not big enough it's not is that's that's something what can still be possible by sheer luck of nature and not so much of like a supernatural factor like oh wow the sea is breaking apart in two what's literally defying you know physics logic and, and nature etc like none of that has happened in my lifetime uh, so you get frustrated when there isn't any well there's not there's hardly any proof for you to have that understanding very frustrated because mm-hmm. if there's no proof if there's no nothing to uh, reinforce my belief then what 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 proof is there that god will back me in my ba- my bad times yeah and so what comfort do you reckon or what would you suggest for those that are on the spectrum uh, spectrum that are also confused and don't understand what would you advise them uh what for being a religious person um yeah if they if they were like Complex and they wanted to believe. I can't. Yeah, I can't. It's the spectrum is is very wide, and everyone thinks very differently. So it's you know, no no one method is going to fit everyone. But it's just about, like I said, if you're a very logical person, you're going to see things in a pros and cons list anyway. Like life is pros and cons essentially. If you're going to be in a friendship, friendships are are amazing. They're wholesome. But at the end of the day. It's a give and take. You're in it because you enjoy that person's company and that benefits because it makes your, your day better. Uh, but there might be a con that you have to then put more energy out to constantly appeal to their desires or something. You know, there's pros and cons to everything. And that's how I see it still sort of thing is, is if you're going to be in a religion, pros, you've got a nice community. If you believe in God, you can form a relationship with God and you can be supported by God if you can get that far. That is, um, whereas you know, then cons, maybe someone might say, well, you have to restrict yourself on certain lifestyles and, and, you know, maybe you don't want to drink anymore or whatnot. And yeah. And so what the hard bit comes to, and I don't, I don't have an answer for is actually getting to that step of then believing in God to overcome that logical barrier is something what I can never be, it can never be rationalized. I would put it akin to an emotion. Emotions can't be explained by science. If you know what I mean, it, human emotion in itself is something which is sort of unknown and that's the same wavelength as faith you have to sort of feel that composure or that desire to want to be supported uh and to love god so but yeah it is and and that's exactly where i fell through because yeah no i was tested i didn't i didn't hold strong with that belief Mm. i just think as well that because people come out and say they've had that experience and they've had this like since I don't know this thing that's strengthening their faith but it's not logical for you to see and it's not something that you have experienced because that's even created a bigger wedge for you to overcome because other people have experienced like this I don't know deep connection with God but then it's like you've tried for that and it's still not happened so Mm. that makes it even more so well yeah it's it's a tough one because if you think of an example and 
I can't give it specifically because I remember studying it in, in my religious studies, AS levels, but I can't remember the event name or, or fully what happened. But people believed they had some sort of mass spiritual experience with some church in America. Uh, but they found out later on that a gas pipe leaked under the church and made them all hallucinate. It wasn't real. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of angles you have to look at on each person's case, right? Um, some people would say they've had some sort of experience in a dream. Again, maybe, but psychology is a, a wild thing and the brain is very complex. It's more than possible that you've had something or another um, sort of interject. Uh, it's 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 this. I, I think there have been some uh, encounters. You know Sorry to cut you off, but I've just realised that I think with your logical um, sense, there's always an explanation for something. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can't explain why God cannot do certain things, it's made you, in a way, like, basically cancel him because <laughs> you, you, can, yeah. you can try and get, like, explanations for different things and you can see how different things could work. But the fact that he has it. You can't explain, or you you can't. Uh, what's okay. The word? Uh, well, <laughs> you kind of get me, yeah. No, to answer that, and it's it's a heavy one. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah. It has. My experiences have to have a reason, and they have to have logic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they don't, then it, I don't know what to do. It's too heavy to bear. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be a reason. Life has been to whatever valid sort of thing. You know, I can't think of the thought that there was no point or no reason in the things I've had to go through. Mm. And, that, and, that's, and so I'm grasping at straws, essentially, at that desperation to try and justify a reason to comfort me. Yeah. And the fact that there's no justification just makes you feel like, then what's the point? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? I get it. Yeah. Understandable. I get it. Uh, I want to quickly throw it back to Faith. Yeah. Do you kind of, do you kind of feel the same way that because it isn't a, a science-based reason or it's not there's nothing there's no logical explanation or reason that's why yeah Mm. that that is how I'm sort of swaying towards it is that it's really hard to get over the concept that that um like you always go with the logic there is and that's what I struggle is finding the logic in it Mm. all right okay that's understandable Okay, what about, because Joshua touched very lightly on it, what about um, um, things that the science still hasn't got an explanation for? I, I, don't, I don't have like a, a list of um, things, you, you know, examples. You might have to give me one and we can sort of uh, take it apart and, and ponder on it. But it's just like what, what I meant was some people, you know, doctors sort of have, have had, had cases where someone's been so physically injured from an accident or maybe they've been in a coma and they just sort of think, well, this person, you know, that their life is going to end. We've done what we can. And then sometimes they make a recovery miraculously or wake up from a coma. Cases like that have happened. Um, they, they can't always fully explain it. But uh, as, I, as I sort of was saying, if you want to try and take it apart and dissect it from like a logical standpoint, nature in itself is a... We don't understand it fully. We, we, we're still making medicines to this day for different things. You know, it's not like we can find a virus or COVID and be like, oh, yes, we got a cure for that now. We just got a vaccination. You know, we can completely abolish it. That's not how it works. It's People are still finding ways to treat cancer, HIV, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, and we're still discovering new disabilities, new conditions. There's still those cases of like the elephant man who had a special skin cell condition, which causes skin to sort of genetically modify. There's all there's all manner of reasons as to why we can have miraculous recoveries and mm-hmm. other things. So it's it's not you know for me it isn't a strong point of religion like a religious example as to why science can't explain it because science can also not explain it because it's such a vast and complicated thing it's going to take many years to discover yeah um so yeah i don't have any you know as, as going back to face point that's a that's i'm on the same stance is that as as we progress more into a more advanced uh society with more knowledge to share between each other and develop things faith is getting weaker because a lot of the things are being explained otherwise yeah um, it's weird because you literally said like the virus thing i was just thinking like just like just covid just for example yeah this virus like, no one's ever seen it like physically because you can't because you're minuscule you can't really see it with your eyes but the way it's affected people has been so different so you have people who have had it but they've been like asymptomatic and will tell you like they don't really believe it because they've never felt anything from it, if that makes sense. Mm. And then there's people that have had it who have literally been devastated by it, who have even lost their lives from it. So they will tell you this thing is really real. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I feel like it is as well, that certain people have, I don't know, there's different barriers to different people, and I can't explain it either, that makes you get impacted a lot more than other people do. And so it forces you to either accept it because it's in your face or to probe into it more and see oh why like what does this look like this is a very silly example but it literally the minute you said it i was like oh <laughs> this is like a nice imagery <laughs> yeah but, yeah so is what you're essentially saying is that people just personally identify you know that they color line religion or not based on their experiences um yeah it's down to and, experience it's really down to experience that that is in itself fine, but then there are conflicts to it. Uh, luckily, we live in a society where free will is predominant, and you get your own options to choose. But living like an older society, you you have to those ideals are forced on you. You know, you have to preach yeah. different religions and make people believers and stuff. And that's where the issue also comes is is that, and it still comes down not in the sense that people force stuff onto you, but how do you, you know, people? You, it, it's it's taught that you should spread God's will, and um you know, sort of sometimes preach things, but how do you fulfill that if other people wouldn't, you know, that they can't see from the same wavelength as well? It's a bit mm. of a conundrum. Yeah, that's the hard thing. I also, I, as well. yeah. Very I also think with like, um, I think it was back to like one of Joshua's points about in the hospital sort of setting, that with people that say that they've had like um when they've been healed they they said that they spoke to god and all those sort of stuff do you not reckon that they've had an ex- like they've um because they've talked about god and they've known about god that they made up that scenario in their head or that their their mind has played that onto them like a dream sort of type yeah and that there's actually logical things behind it. I get it. And I can't assess it and say that's exactly what's happened and that's not what happened. But I would say yeah. with someone, like you've lived with your mum your entire life and then you like, I don't know, you're unconscious and you think about your mum because that's the closest person to you and you have a dream about your mum. Mm-hmm. It, it still doesn't take away from the fact that your mum was always there, if that makes sense, or whether or not 
Maybe she yeah. spoke to you while you were in like your coma, but you heard her voice. You know what I mean? Those people that have had like those kinds of um, experiences, I don't just put it just to the fact that, oh, they were Christian before they went under and they literally made it up in their mind because it could have happened. If someone, mm. it's like God, it's yeah. personable to me. So in a way, if I'm seeing clouds and I'm going up to heaven, I best see Jesus. <laughs> so maybe my mind is playing on the fact that, oh, like I need Jesus speaking to me. And so I start making up things. But I, I feel like more, it's harder to believe that God really did talk to them in their dream. But for someone who's had an experience with God before they even went into that state of mind, it's, it's quite plausible if you think about it. Because mm. they already had that relationship with that. Uh, there's one there's one final point I want to make as well and it's hard to explain a word and, and the worst part is when, whenever I have this when I had this talk with some people like my other Christian friends or people at church um, sometimes they would have an answer sometimes you know they, they weren't sure they were, they were also challenged from the same point other people just sort of brushed it off under the uh, you know God's plan or whatnot, which again I know, I know it sounds harsh, but I th- I think that's a serious scapegoat uh, to anyone who's struggling yeah. with a conversation. Yeah. Um, it's a but, but, but uh, just as an example, right? We live in a modern society. The internet is a most blessing and a curse. But point is, if someone was to bomb our local shopping center, a whole country would know about it. Period. That's just that. And so, I think God is slacking. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I think his game's a bit weak right now. If he wants to be making people worship him, and he seems like a, I'm borrowing someone else's phrase. I, again, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure someone on Mary Bell's previous podcast said that God is a jealous God. Um, now about that, <laughs> is is that right? If you want more people to worship you, why are you not ripping all these miracles out? Yeah, if you go back to like the book of Daniel or whatever, I think it was his, his three friends who were sent into a fire and they walked out completely scots free. They were completely, you know, nothing happened to them. Or yeah. when Daniel got pushed into a lion's den and he came back out, he was alive. If that scale of miracle happened today, I guarantee you the whole world will know. The whole world will know because though if there's like a recording of it or remotely anything of some person literally getting like shot in the heart and a bullet bounced off his chest or something. The whole world will know, like, what just happened? There has to be, like, a, a magic show. It wasn't real. It was a skit, you know? People will know because that's the, the world we live in technology. And yet there is a very big drought of this happening. There isn't anything happening. So why is God not proactively anymore making us his believers? And that's an issue in itself. Um, yeah. and, and my point was, is... is you know it's i'm not gonna be as drastic to say that experience you, know, you experience something it changes you forever you know everyone is very malleable we, we change over time um we you know is oh, i don't know how to word it it's it's about it obviously depends on how you're also up you know brought up nature nurture argument um but i think there's a level of negative experiences you can have until you have a new tier new level of um non-belief or, or challenge to your belief i feel like if everyone went through the same degree of um bad experiences very few would still be able to restore their belief um so if 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 we oh, i don't know how to word it what i'm saying is if one person managed to um get challenged because they had to deal with a breakup but they were like oh yeah this is part of god's plan i learned to get stronger from this because i learned that you know different things by different people but the next person um 
I don't know, just just lost uh, like half their family or something, and they may not be able to restore their belief or something. It's 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 about that. Well, if that first person also then just lost half their family, would they still be saying the same thing, right? What can you say to people who have gone to a certain length? And so then people would have to sort of reference the Book of Job, right? Mm-hmm. About um, yeah, taking away things is is a form of a, a test to. Re- I don't know, reinstill your faith and, and then be rewarded afterwards. But then the question is when, right? Do, is it going to be one year? Is it going to be 10 years? And for some people, it never did happen, uh, as tragic as it is. And so how would you tackle that? How would you respond to that when someone has been through such an experience, they're still looking for an answer and they cannot renew their faith? How, what can you say which is going to reassure them? Because their personal experiences would say otherwise, right? I think that's a question for all the listeners that are listening. You know, no <laughs> joke. Below. Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, but it's a, it's a serious, lengthy. I mean, you spoke for a good uh, three, four minutes, five minutes. And I it's think. Okay. I, no, I have to be. No way. No yeah. shame here. Like, I think, because I don't have an answer to that. You, you said a lot. Um, and there's probably yeah. a lot of answers that I will be able to give to you i don't think you vet can <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not like I mean, i'm not i'm not expecting an answer i'm just throwing it out there you know it's it's a big i feel like there's really no answer because it boils down to your relationship yeah with I was that's what say. i said about the um personal experience thing in that moment six months after a year after i didn't see the benefit of what i went through i didn't understand why i went through that i still beef with god sometimes <laughs> when I think about the pain <laughs> mm. I'm like why Why did I have to go through that and I always think of you know Job in the story he was fine with his first wife and the, the first kids he didn't need to lose them <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, what was mm. the reason what was the reason yeah. and even in the Bible he asked God what was the reason and God was literally like his answer basically said nothing all it, all it said was I am God and I could do what I want <laughs> basically <laughs> I'm <laughs> Gotta be transparent. He was God's God's answer was like, Where were you when I was laying the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I did this and that? And what I've learned or what I've come to reconcile everything with is that honestly, he does it for his glory and it's very Christian news and it's very, very something that you don't want to hear in the middle of when you're going through something that you don't understand. You don't want to hear that he's doing it for his glory. Ooh. Because you don't feel that glory. You don't feel the you don't feel the goodness of God, if that makes sense, in that moment. You don't feel all the nicey parts of this glory that he's supposedly doing it for. Mm-hmm. But it's when you have a relationship with God and you understand the nature of God as well, and, you, um, and you've cultivated that relationship, you come to a point where you are angry at God and you upset at God. But God is patient in, enough to sit with you whilst you shout at him, whilst you yell at him, whilst you literally... Put up, I don't know, like put up a wall. He's still there, yeah. and even you. And I feel like this is a personal thing where you have to come to a point where you, even if it doesn't benefit you, or even if you don't see the benefit to your life, you're still trusting in God. And that's the that's the bit where it's the hardest bit to grasp because if it doesn't make logical sense to me, mm. <laughs> you kind of want to cut off. Oh, I want to. I I don't know. I've crossed that bridge. Thank God, I don't know. <laughs> mm, I want to quickly kind of uh, say this, like, it's for everybody. 
uh, anyone oh. on the dance floor, if you want to answer. Do you think that maybe like uh, we as Christians, like, no, sorry, we as human beings are just selfish and it's like, yes. um, you know, like I'm seeing all the points, you know, and it's all like, it's almost like, what about me kind of thing? You know, um, we are selfish. Yeah, I think Definitely. we're probably we're, we're worse. <laughs> if I, I yeah, think. but this we always wanting more. Yeah, but yeah. this is another. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, this isn't for everyone. There are some people out there. They're greedy kids. Yeah, that's not like <laughs> some people out there just want things. But listen, I need to ask you this, right? Being mm. selfish a bad thing? Mm. You see, that's the thing. If you, if you. Depends if you affect another people, because we don't yeah, it depends if it affects other people. Hmm? Yeah, because we don't have a ruler to measure how much selfish is good selfish. Mm. It varies with different people. Someone's selfishness, someone could look at it and be like, "That's so selfless." Like, you want to have money to bless other people? That's fine. That's so good. Mm. <laughs> we don't measure it. We don't have because... a same standard across the board. Ultimately, how I see it, for my opinion, right, is since we've evolved from just being, uh, I'm not saying animals are dumb or anything, animals have intelligence, obviously, but we're a bit more sentient than they are. Um, and, and, you know, we, we form societies on a grander scale, etc., etc. The second we were capable of being like, um, you know, being able to form houses or being able to monopolize on materialistic things you develop that fear of losing things and so that that you know it still co-aligns with your basic instinct of being alive right you need to protect your source of food so you can eat through winter and not die etc selfishness i think ultimately just derives from the instinct of surviving and trying to retain what you have and so in that sense it isn't a bad thing like you were saying just then about it, it's referring to others, and yeah, it is. But you know, selfishness at its core value, I think, is not nothing more than just a preservation instinct. I think it depends how you look at it, because you can take like, a, for example, a scenario where um, you may like maybe like let's say a long term relationship, and you might go, you know, what I like this person because they look better, so I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to go for them and cheat and leave that one because that's what I want to do that's your own self-gratification so would you not say that in that sort of scenario being selfish is bad but then who would be the one to judge that that's bad because that's 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 beyond that's beyond a uh, survival instinct sort of thing that's 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 when we start hitting upon the unnecessary you know it's not it's not a necessity to living Mm. therefore it's not needed and as you just said at the end about the um uh about it, 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 yeah who can judge and this is what i've said many times uh it's like it's like my own personal quote because i don't think anyone else has quoted it before but i always say in a world of free will there is no good or evil just different ideologies clashing against each other now objectively saying you can say evil no 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 this is me being very cushiony because <laughs> adam and eve chose to know the, the whole point of that fruit was to have the knowledge of good and evil. And so having that knowledge meant that we decide what good and evil is. That's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, but that's Christian, Christian, Christianity in itself 
is an ideology, right? You have been taught this is bad or evil. This is uh, the Ten Commandments. That's what I'm saying. So in a world of free will, which we've been given by God, there can be no good or evil. I mean, yeah, you could say in your beliefs that anything devil-related is evil and if people do something against the Ten Commandments, that's evil. But if we're strictly speaking outside of Christianity and into the world of free will and nature, there can be good, no good or evil because then, you know, in, in your terms, uh, this society to Native Americans is completely evil. You're living on the land more so than you're welcome you're making buildings you're doing these different things you're harming nature that's evil to them but to us we justify it and we still allow society right so to depending on how you are who you ask our ideologies clash because it's a free will world so there isn't no good or evil there's just different difference in opinions and lifestyles and and so we then decide by ourselves that you know in society if someone murders someone, that's evil. And yeah, I believe the same thing. I'm not saying it isn't evil or something, but I'm saying, but to someone else who might have lived in some weird, uh, different accustomed society, maybe murder was a normal thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get to the. No, best yeah, part. I, I really agree with you, but I'm saying, yeah, I I understand what you're saying. But I feel like I'm just saying the reason why that would have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but. I, get it because we need to get on to the, the most juicy part we need to get on to our host yeah all right this is this is where we end uh thank no, you guys no, for being on the show hold the phone <laughs> yo it's been nice listening to you guys it's um, been a whole season your viewers don't know you well listen. not well enough <laughs> uh if you guys want to ask a question <laughs> Yo, can't remember. What's what's your journey? Oh, what's, yo. what's your justification for bullying me in college? You know, come on, come on. Basically, quite the whole thing. <laughs> I'm not like this, you know. I've been shaking left, right, and center. I've been drinking bare water, just trying to. <laughs> yo, it's, quick it's not very quick. I've, I've been trying to recite in my head how brief I can make it, but not very. okay. <laughs> hey yo, babe. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, I, I'm Mirabel. Um, yeah, I'm in uni, uh, doing nursing, and yeah. Fourteen years so, old. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, it's not true. Anyways, um, uh, yeah. So I, yes, I was born in Christianity. My whole family is um Christian. Uh, every I don't know anyone that is not a Christian or don't have faith um, in Christ. Um, in fact, most of my, especially on my mom's side, most of them are of leadership. Let's say maybe they are either an elder or basically that's uh, okay. Leadership. Let me say that. So both women and men are of leadership. Maybe it could be Dickness or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, they've got their high positions. Um, yes. Yeah, so moving on, moving on. So I, yes, I was a church girl, but, um, you know, just during secondary school, that's when my, I would say I was more aware of my, um, religion. And in fact, it was more than, it was more other people kind of seeing me as the church girl in the class with, you know, there was only a few of us that were like, you know, that were going to church on a regular basis and stuff like that. And, you know, we will be called out on it sometimes. And um, I remember uh, it was a bit weird because it was me and one other girl and it was, um, you know, people will be coming to me and be like, you know, asking questions and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, I barely read the Bible. Like, 
<laughs> I was not. I was not that like proper Christian. No, I was not born again at that point. I was just. I was just going to Sunday, looking all good and that dressed well, and going there to meet friends, really and truly. Um, it got to. Um, I think it was year. I'm trying to remember with my head. Uh, I don't remember what the year is. No, yes, I do because I had just. I was just about turning sixteen, and that's when we went into youth camp is youth camp is where like you you know young people um go to to go from you know it's a usually a week-long church service and um you know you wake up early obviously you do your different activities and stuff like that and it was really nice I was meant to go when I was 14 however um because of um you know the person I was wanting to go with decided to spend her money I don't know how it went but it was it was it was a whole lot so I didn't go because of because I didn't want to be on my own. And obviously I had just entered the youth church um, side of things because I just come from Sunday school, just entered the new church. Now, <clears throat> it was a Monday and the Monday was my birthday. And I was like, you know, I had bought donuts for my birthday twin, et cetera, et cetera. And it was all good. Then um, I think when I when I got there, I was I was loving the atmosphere, and I was like, okay, this is different. This is not the usual church services we usually have, which is where I just sit there and just listening to the preacher, and then literally when it's done, I'm out of there, I'm gone because you know I just wasn't used to the atmosphere because it's completely different to Sunday school. Um, and obviously at that point, I ha- I think um, by the time I got to the youth camp, I had done um, I'm. Yeah, I had just done um, my first script writing and all of that. So I was like, probably excited. I was like, this is a talent I never knew I had. Anyways, fast forward. Let's go forward. Let's go backwards. Um, <clears throat> during the week stay, this is where my heart is pumping, something really, really bad happened to me um, um, in the middle of the night. And obviously, it, it, I was, <sighs> Lord Jesus, it was meant to be more of a helping a friend. And um it seemed to have escalated in a very wrong way. Let's just say like that. So yeah, something happened out of my will and uh, out of my, um, I I would say I was very naive and vulnerable. Um, And obviously I went into a very depressive state. Yeah. Uh, And um, only for a couple of days, but I, I didn't come out of the room I had locked myself in, you know, anyone that's knocking, they're not trying to, I wouldn't even, I won't open the door. Um, and then it, I think it was uh, two days before the um, the service, I had decided to come out for the evening service. And obviously I was not trying to give up no eye contact to nobody. It was just, I felt very, very embarrassed. Um, and uh, obviously the, I don't remember the preaching. I don't remember the preaching that happened. Um, I don't think I was very much impacted by the preaching, but it was, it was more that because I was, I I had isolated myself and I was just listening to that. I was almost like, I don't know how to explain it, but you're, you're you're in the room, but you're not in the room. If that makes any sense. I was kind of in that kind of mindset. Having an out-of-body experience. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, um, it, when the preacher man um mentioned oh does anyone want to give their life to christ um and i was like i really wanted to wash everything off me kind of thing and so i uh you know went forward kind of thing it wasn't that no that's wrong 
it was more like while they were praying, I decided to go to the front. That's it. I decided to go to the front. And as they were praying, I can't, I kind of, I don't know. It was almost like things were happening and I wasn't controlling myself kind of thing. Mm. And went into that, you know, spiritual, whatever you guys want to call it. <laughs> and, um, and that point I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to allow this to kind of hold over me and I'm going to give my life to Christ. And that is what I did. So you sort of felt cleansed is is that it? Yeah, like, kind of, yes. I'll say that. Uh, but yeah, that's my story. That's my story. Yeah, it's very awkward, I know. This oh, is, oh, no, no, this no, no, no. I want to ask this. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, when you gave your life to Christ, from that moment on, it, it wasn't like it was all sunshine and rainbows afterwards. Oh, definitely not. It, it didn't click straight away. Oh, no, <laughs> so no. So how no. did you, like, continue to even think about continuing a relationship with God if nothing changed in that moment because you're kind of expecting this powerful God to kind of if you're giving your life to him you kind of want to gain it back so how mm-hmm. how did you navigate through not experiencing the sunshine and rainbows after it basically you know what it was it was more I didn't blame God and that's something that still baffles me now I never blame God that oh why did this happen to me it was more like I was asking God not asking God but I was like you know, in fact, it was almost very forceful kind of thing. Um, and I was yeah. like, you know, praying to God for myself that I will be, uh, that I will be pure enough that I'll be able to, because at this point I wasn't, I didn't, haven't read the Bible completely. I just gave myself to Christ, you know, I didn't know what's going on. I don't know how I'm going to get to heaven at that point. I don't know. And I feel like what happened is is stopping me from um, getting to, to God. And so my prayers were not based on blaming God, but more for God to accept me kind of thing, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, geez, I'm shaking up in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's really bold. Bargain of God. You are you are sort of restraining the order in exchange for your faith. That's mad. I'm doing what? Oh, I was making a joke. I said it's like a you asked for a restraining order in, in exchange for your faith. And the, yeah, absolute bargain. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think so. Oh, I don't know what it. It's like. So did you at any point have to keep renewing your faith after that point? Or was it sort of a bit more of a, obviously not a steady stream, but did you always mm. manage to maintain a level of relationship slash faith then? Mm. Um, actually, any time that anyone was given their life to Christ, I I don't know, but it was like automatically I would be, I, I won't go to the front, obviously, I'm not doing that, but um, I would be saying it in my head or I'm mouthing it, like repeating what they say. So usually when um they uh, people are going to give their life to Christ, they usually um the pastor or the preacher man or whoever's saying it um um kind of you they talk and then you repeat after them and so when the the preacher man or whoever's on the pulpit is talking, I'm repeating after them as if I'm kind of recleansing myself because of you know what had happened and and you know I'm still in that kind of mindset. And I would say it's only just recently that I've been able to not do that, that I can, I, I mean, hardly, you know, maybe it may slip out some here and there, but mm. I think I've kind of accepted what's happened. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, when you said uh, that you sort of, oh, how do you write it? My memory is going blank. You, you said that you sort of always believed in God or, you, I mean, you, no, no, no. You never questioned why he's done this. Or, or you never thought like that? Is that how you worded it? Why did he allow this to happen? To yeah, why, yeah, why allow that? Do you think 
that was something you've just instinctively always had or do you think maybe some sort of environment has or some support network has sort of allowed you to develop that mindset because depending on how you you see it do you think you can then sort of share that teaching with other people so they can start thinking like that the thing is there is no one that knows the full story and it's only I would say only recently I was able to tell one person but even that person doesn't know the full story um so Mm. There was, there isn't any that support network to be, to, you know, for me to kind of hold on to. I don't mm. know. I don't know. I don't know why. Honestly, it just, it just never occurred to me to blame God. Um, and even now, if anything bad happens to me, I don't, I don't blame God at all. I think that's just something that's just in me. I don't go and if something bad happens, like let's say I, um, I break my leg, which has never happened before, and I'm not jinxing it. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I won't go and blame God. I'll, I'll more kind of hit myself for it and blame myself. Mm. Um, and that's something I don't know. It just, it's just a like a I don't know. I don't. This is you know, it's so weird when you look back at it and you think, why didn't I blame God? Because, but you know, one thing I, I, I did do though was I blamed the guy big time, and also mm. anyone that was around him kind of disgust me in a way um and they and you know and I'll you know sometimes I'll you know talk to people and I'll be like kind of halfway warning them but they don't understand you know and it's like and at one point I was like you know what you know I can't (laughs) talk if I'm not gonna you know open up and so after a while I kind of left it and just kind of that's it Mm. yeah (laughs) and did you never think to reflect on why you sort of I'm not about the events themselves of course not but I mean as in like with your sort of relationship with God and the way you sort of think of it like you said how you blame yourself and never God did you just sort of let that be and you know that's just how it was that's how you understood it or did you actually spend time to try and reflect on it pondering it and maybe reach a consensus or yeah Um, was just natural to you anytime that I tried to ponder on it it made me feel very weak Mm. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I try my best not to ponder it on it because yeah, it kind of recited that feeling of you're dirty kind of thing, or yeah, okay. um, you're you're very you're not you're not worthy enough to even be talking to God, or you're not like mm. you're not good enough to go to heaven kind of thing, or you're not even like you're not perfect enough to open up the Bible and say something to people, you know. And even, you know, I had that slight conflict, you know, with myself about even starting the podcast or even writing anything to do with God and stuff like that um, because of, you know, the situation. And you know what? You know what's so weird? Even though I uh, was trying my hardest to have a relationship with him, I had gone to do things that I shouldn't have went to do. You know, it it almost kind of, I don't know how to explain it. I wasn't all goody and all dana and perfect. No, I was doing things left right and center because of I I don't know it was it was almost like I was allowing it to happen on a regular basis if that makes any sense um yeah I can't really go too deep into it but yeah one day one day maybe yeah yeah oh I don't think anyone's honorable perfect just the inside joke somewhere in between there Uh, (laughs) 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 no no no. Oh, yeah. but, uh, no. 
Oh, oh yeah, Faith. Oh, I am no here's the thing you're you're working you're aspiring to work in a healthcare <laughs> sector and and you know like a nurse or maybe another job in the future that alone mm-hmm. is already more than enough you know you're a better person than the average person there's no it shouldn't have to necessarily question. I understand the thing, but I think it's about just reasserting the facts and your beliefs that you want to help people. And that alone is a, is a fundamental strength for a lot of people don't have these days. Mm-hmm. So, so anything yeah. with faith, yeah, faith is you going to... No, I'm pretty happy with how it's all gone. It's nice and hearing everyone's everyone's different journeys and stuff. Barbara? It's, yeah, it is. It's very much different you know you know it's is no one's the same and i think that's why like that the topic of personal journey and personal experience and yeah. having a personal relationship everyone is having their own like you know route this is where i'm going this is where you're going and i think you know everyone is very very different because someone that could have gone through what i've gone through would have been like no christianity who who made it? Yeah, you know what I mean? So, or something that, um, um, or maybe it could be all this doubting that, like, and all this, like, logical reasoning that Joshua, you're having, or Faith, you're having this questioning, of, you know, but you're yeah. still, you're still, yeah, you're still kind of having a deeper relationship with, with Christ. So everybody, yeah, every, I would say it's interesting to hear, like, everybody's stories and stuff like that. I think that's the most important the thing at the end to you know to wrap it all in is that everyone has that core similarity that we're all open-minded to respect each other's opinions and and actually sit down and talk about it and not oppress or cut off anyone's beliefs exactly. um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right i guess this is the end of the episode unless anyone has anything to say i'm hungry <laughs> i'm sleepy <laughs> All right. Oh yes. Uh, since Faith and you, uh, Faith and Joshua, you guys haven't been on the episode before. Do you guys want to shout out your socials? Um, the ones you use regularly, obviously. Socials? Who? I <laughs> I don't use anything. You know, I'm I'm just on Discord. And, yeah. Hey, if, <laughs> if, if anyone says a comment at any point, you know, they, it's directed at me. You know, free free welcome to like at Joshua or something. Remember, I'll relay it to me. Um, right. So I'm, I'm more than happy to answer any questions and whatnot. Wheat and and Faith, what's your socials? Oh, mine's um, yeah. If you just if you want to message me or get hold of me, just talk through Mirabelle and she'll send you my link. Sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> Did I want to come with it? <laughs> Lol. I'm just I'm just gonna get. I don't want to get chained by the ankle and dragged into a church. That's what I'm saying. Through my wow, publicity. <laughs> <laughs> Have your people call my people. <laughs> if in fact, he's busy. Yo, he's he's got a he's got his whole schedule up in here. <laughs> All right, so this is the end of the episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you want to ask a question or for us to answer, or you guys want to be a guest of the show, you can DM me on Instagram at the hidden lounge podcast or the twitter page hidden underscore lounge or you can email me on the hidden lounge podcast at gmail.com anyways i'm your host and you have been listening to yvette joshua faith bye guys